praise God. I'm so excited for, for all that, that God is, is doing here and um, ministering to us and through us. And the worship team is just incredible. I feel like I got a, a song today uh, in my heart. And um, next, ne I'm super excited about next, next week's uh, worship set as well. It's going to be incredible. I already know what it is, and I'm not going to spoil it, but you want to be here for that as well. So praise God. I want to start off by, by telling you a lot of you probably ha haven't, haven't laughed, laughed much, and I got this just hilarious, hilarious joke that I want to share with you. Um, there was a guy who bought a pet centipede, and he put it in a box, and he took it home with him, and it was time for... Uh, it was time for, for church to begin, and so he, he asked his centipede, said, hey, centipede, you want to go to church with me? And he heard nothing, right? And so then he, so he waited five minutes, and, and then he, he said, hey, do you want to go to church with me or not? He didn't hear anything. So he went on and got finished. He's getting ready to walk out the door. He said, this is your last chance. Are you going to go to church with me or not? And this little voice came out and said, I'm putting on my shoes. See, he had a hundred, you know, centipede had a hundred feet. Okay, anyway, praise God. We got to be uh, patient during these times, right? So that's what we need to get from that, from that, little, uh, that little joke there, that we need to be patient. We need to be patient. Things are happening, God's moving, and you don't see what God's doing, and, and, and we don't know what all's happening behind the scenes with God, but He is moving, He is doing stuff. We have to be patient and wait on Him. Another thing that we have to do is, is, is to be faithful. We have, we have to have faithfulness in our life, and I'm going to talk to you today about that, thus the title of my message. You know, um, faithfulness is endurance. 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 Faithfulness is, is, I love this definition um, that, that Webster says, it's a long obedience in the same direction. Faithfulness is a long obedience in the same direction. And then my favorite, favorite uh, definition is, is thus the, the title of my message. It said crashing through quitting points. Being faithful is crashing through those times that you feel like you want to give up, but you don't stop. You push through, and you crash through those times, and you keep going forward. Praise God for that. Praise God. Amen. Maybe you want to type, I'm crashing through. If you're going through a hard time right now, and you feel like giving up and quitting, you can, you can put in the comments, I'm, I'm crashing through. I'm not, I'm not quitting, or I'm not going to quit. I'm not giving up. Okay? Because we got we to encourage one another today. Matthew chapter 24, verses 10 through 13 says, And many will turn from me, talking about the end times, and many will turn from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. And then here's, here's my, my, my reason for the scripture. But he who endures to the end will be saved. We're all trying to get to heaven. We're all trying to make it to heaven, right? We're, and we get saved. And we're here on earth. And Christ endures to the end will truly be saved. We're, we're saved because of the fact that we have Christ in our heart. You know, but, but, but the problem is with us fickle Christians, so many times we quit and give up and turn our back on God. But he who endures to the end will be saved. In our lives, what kind of things are there that, that uh, faithfulness is important? Well, first, you know, marriage, right? If you're not faithful in your marriage, well, then you're going to get a divorce. 
You know, how about, how about your family? If you're not faithful to your family, your family will turn your back, their back on you sometimes, won't they? You know, in your occupation, when you're at work, if you're not faithful at work, then you lose your job, you get fired. You know, and if, if, you're, if you're in ministry and you're not faithful to your ministry, you are ineffective. A lot, a lot of people have ministries, but they, they're not faithful to that ministry, and they're ineffective, and they're not really doing nothing. But they call it a ministry because it makes them feel important and make them feel powerful and makes them feel like well, I'm doing something for God. But if you're not faithful in that ministry, you're, you're, you're not doing anything at all. Your, your, your goals in life, your goals in life and your dreams, you have to be faithful to your goals and dreams because if not, you will live an empty, dead life, going nowhere, stagnant. But with faithfulness, going towards your goals, trying to reach your dreams and trying to, to move forward, that's what it takes. And obviously, you'll walk with God. If you, if you are not faithful in your walk with God, we find ourselves in a, in a state that we don't want to be in. And we find ourselves alone and lonely, lonesome, without God. So basically, what I'm saying here is every aspect of our life, we have to be faithful. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is, is because of the fact that I feel like we're at a point in time right now in this corona crisis, that, that uh, this pandemic, that... Uh, Faithfulness is just about to slip if we don't crash through them quitting points. At the very beginning, everybody got scared and fearful, and, and people turned to God, and people started praying and seeking His face and fasting and, and reading His Word and calling one another and ministering to one another and loving on one another and all this kind of stuff. And now it's gotten old. Not the ministry part, but the pandemic part. People are ready to go, to go back to, to school. People are ready to go back to church. People are ready to go back, well, maybe not ready to go back to school. I guess the kids aren't. But ready to go back to the movie theaters. Ready to go back to work and go back into, into you know, JCPenney or wherever and buy some clothes, you know. You, you're ready to go do things. <clears throat> and at that point, sometimes our faithfulness wanes. And we're at the place right now where we see that the door is opening a little bit for them to start letting up on the restrictions. And here's the problem with us as people. We turn to God during the hard times. Then once it starts getting better, we back off on our faithfulness to God. We quit reading our Bible. We quit having family time. We quit spending time. And, you know, we, we, I'm, bu I'm busy, I'm busy. We have found out that you are not as busy as you thought you were. I know, I know me and my family has, has made uh, a lot of time um, in the past several weeks and to, to walk, just walk around the block one or two times and walk about. I, I know about how long it takes, a, to three quarters of a mile, about how long it takes a mile and, and all that. And we walk around and, and, and it's really important and we do that. And, and I, I always said, I ain't got time to do that. I'm always so tired and, and this and that and the other. But, but, but I found that I have more time than I thought I did. So I've been trying to be faithful to that. And, and during this time, I want to encourage you today not to give up. To crash through these quitting points. Uh, you, you, as soon as this thing starts getting back to normal somewhat, you're going to want to stop reading your Bible as much. You're going to stop wanting to pray. You're going to stop reaching out. You're going to stop reaching out to your friends and saying, I love you and I care and I miss you. Don't do that. And most of all, don't stop being faithful to God because He will never stop being faithful to you. Lamentations, the most depressing book in the Bible says in chapter 3 verses 22 through 23 there's a little ray of hope right there 
Though the Lord's mercies, through, I'm sorry, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That is just a beautiful ray of hope and light and, 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 and beacon of, of joy right in the middle of such a sorrowful, depressing book and times. His mercies are new every morning. We're not consumed because of his mercies. Matter of fact, I love how the message says it. The message says, God's loyal love. He's loyal to us. He is loyal to us. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love could have never dried up. They're created new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then it goes on to say, I am sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. He's all I've got left. He's all we have. He's all you have. He's all I have. And we need to stick with God. I know I have grown closer to God through this time. And I believe you. I've talked to a lot of you, and a lot of you have. Don't walk away from God. Don't distance yourself from God during this time. Getting ready to go back and open up stuff. Man, it's going to be so easy to start just falling right back the way we were. Don't go back on God. Don't lose your faithfulness. God is so faithful. He's always been faithful to you. And we are ridiculous because we always distant. Well, I'm still with God. I'm just not as close. You ever had somebody say, I'm not as close to them as I used to be? Well, whose fault is that? If God's loyal love and his merciful love and his mercies are new every morning, his compassions, they fail not, then who is responsible for us not being close to God as we were? We use him as just this little, this little genie in a bottle and, and times are bad, the coronavirus is here, and then we run to God and we run in his arms and we cry and we weep. And then when things get better, we turn. And we just, or if we don't even turn, we just step back. Don't step back. He's faithful. Even in your sin, he's faithful. 1 John 1, 9, if you're a, a mentorship student of mine in, in the past, you'll know this scripture by, your, by heart because you had to memorize it over and over again. But if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from our unrighteousness. He's faithful and just. He's faithful to forgive and just to cleanse from all unrighteousness. I'm, gonna, I'm reading a lot of scripture here right now for a minute, so stay with me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you but that such is common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you will be able to endure it. He is faithful. That's, and y'all hear me talk about that a lot. That's the most, one of the most misinterpreted scriptures in the Bible. How many times have you heard even preachers say, he won't put nothing on you more than you can bear? Oh, no, that's not true. That's not what that scripture says. Without making a way of escape. It says that he will not allow a temptation to be greater than you can bear. Because if, if, he, won't, if he would never put a, a burden on us more than we can bear, then why would he say, cast your cares upon me? There will be no reason to cast anything. 
There'll be no reason to go to him because I'm always fine. There's nothing on me more than I can bear. He, he has given us the opportunity to say, God, I need you. So, so things do come on us more than we can bear. And then we say, God, this is more than I can bear. I cast my cares upon you. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. I give this to you, God. This battle is not mine. It's too big for me. It's, our, it's our, our opportunity to show how great he is and our faithfulness and our trust in him. Come on. But the scripture says, well, I don't know. I've read the scripture 10 million times. And I don't know, last night it just opened up to me in a different way. And, because, it, you know, it says, no temptation has taken you, but such is common to man. God is faithful. This temptation, he says, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond without giving a way of escape. So let me tell you this right here. Here's, here's what just, just kind of really became so clear to me last night. Well, this week. Anytime you sin, it's because you choose to sin. And anytime we sin, there is always a way of escape. You never sin, you are never tempted without some kind of path to get out of that situation. There's no temptation that you have ever go through that there's not a path, a way of escape, a thought in your mind that said, don't do this. Think, think back, think, 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 click. Think, think, think. I'm not stuttering. I do that a whole lot, and I say um a whole lot, but right now I'm not. Think, think, think. Anytime you're about to sin, there's something in you, especially if you're a child of God, that says don't do that. There's a phone call. There's something that you ignore. There's a scripture you remember. All temptation comes with a way of escape. All temptation comes with a way of escape. But God is faithful to give you that way of escape. Psalms 91 and 4. Like a bird, he will cover you with his feathers. We, 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 everybody has ran through the scripture during this time. And under his wings, he shall, you shall trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. His faithfulness is a shield. Because he's so faithful, you can shield under that hope and truth, not even a hope. The fact even that he's faithful and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Think about that. And that's talking about God being faithful. And he also asks us to be faithful. In Luke chapter 16 and 10, he says, If you're faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. But if you're not trustworthy in the little things, you will not be trustworthy in the greater responsibilities. Now, I believe this is the New Living Translation. Again, something different jumped out at me in this time. It says, If you are faithful in, the sm in little things, faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in the large. But if you're not trustworthy in the little things, you won't be trustworthy in the large. So to me, I'm reading that faithfulness and trustworthiness go hand in hand. If you're faithful, then you're trustworthy. If you're not faithful, you're not trustworthy. If you're not trustworthy, then you're probably not faithful. That might be something that we need to take from here on and look at people. If we, if we see somebody that's not trustworthy, then we can go ahead and know they're not faithful. And if we see somebody that's not faithful, then we can go ahead and say, hey, they're not trustworthy. Proverbs 3 and 3 says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your, of your heart. In other words, let, let love and faithfulness be in your DNA. Tablet, man, tattoo it on your heart. Your, 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 your steadfast love. 
faithfulness. That's something that we should take with us. That should be a mark of valor for us. I'm faithful and I love. Matthew chapter 25 and 21. And on this day, and on that day, the Lord said to them, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joys of the Lord. You know, if I tell you, hey, thank you for your faithfulness, and, you know, thank you for, for your faithfulness, then, then that would be maybe a blessing to you. You might would appreciate that. But just take a moment and just dream cast forward to that day we stand before God. How wonderful is it? all the times that you crash through them quitting points to hear God say well done thy good and faithful servant good and faithful servant so let me tell you four things real quick that are wonderful I'm loving this little pad right here behind me four things that faithfulness is so important number one Faithfulness is super important during, it was always important, but super important during the dull, boring, unmotivated seasons of our life. So basically, faithfulness is important during the coronavirus, <laughs> right? And during the dull, right, boring, unmotivated season. See, we're not, we don't do good with repetition. I certainly don't. I worked in a factory one time for about two weeks. And I had to do the same thing over and over and over and over from 3 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock in the morning. And I was done, son. It was over. I'm like, no, 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 uh-uh. That's not for me. I, got, I need to go out. I'll go, I'll go out and cut somebody's grass so I can put different, different shapes and uh, lines in their rows or something. I got to do something that's different. I can't do this thing. But right now, we're doing the same thing. You, you get up. You, you maybe you go through your routine, then you go to bed. You don't really go nowhere. You go get toilet paper. You come back. You go look for Lysol for the 14th time. It's still not there. You come back. You go. You go over and you walk around the block one time, the same path, and you come. That, that, and, 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 and faithfulness is so important because at that time, if you're not if you're not careful, you will lose that and you will turn around and find another path to go on. Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, he is the same. His, his sameness doesn't bother him. Sameness doesn't rattle him. His, his being necessitates sameness. If he was anything but the same, if he ever changed, nobody would trust him. Because we'd be like, what now, God? Well, what are you going to change next? But he's always faithful. He's always faithful. And we got to know that, that even during the, the mundane repetition times, we got to keep doing the same thing. Because how many times have you heard me say this? The right choices bring the right emotions. You keep doing the right thing. You keep doing the right thing. You keep doing the right thing. And then all of a sudden, the right emotions come. You start feeling that. You forgive. You forgive. You forgive. You feel forgiveness. You love. You love. You love, you feel love. You start doing the right, the right action, bring the right emotion. The right choices brings the right um, emotions. See, it's like a diamond. A diamond is just a hunk of coal. If I gave you a hunk of coal, what, what do people not want for Christmas in their Christmas stocking? A hunk of coal, right? But if that hunk of coal is put under severe pressure, 
in, 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 in a clam, or oyster rather, I don't do seafood. So if it's put under severe pressure and it holds that pressure and it keeps that pressure, that coal can become what? A diamond. So even though you're under pressure, keep faithful. The second time that you have to be faithful is another, obviously, situation that we're in right now. And that's in the hard, crushing times of defeat. The hard, crushing times of defeat. And that's just not for right now. You know, that I, I, every week I try to give you not just stuff that helps you through the coronavirus, but also stuff that will help you after the coronavirus. You know, and I, I pray that this faithfulness will do that. But also, after this coronavirus, there's going to be other things that you deal with that's going to be hard and crushing and times of defeat. But you have to be faithful during those times. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary, weary in well-doing. For when the time is right, at the right time, you will reap a full harvest if we do not give up and quit. A farmer that, that goes out in the cold and plants seed and tills the ground gets old. And I'm, I'm sure it's easy to get weary in well-doing for a farmer that goes out there and plants a seed, and plants seeds, tills, 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 plants, 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 and then waters and waters and waters, and you're doing the same thing, you're watering, you're watering, you're watering, and nothing ever happens forever it seems like and then all of a sudden that little sprout comes up so you may be watering things you may be doing things you're doing things right now that you're not going to see a harvest right now for there's a lot of watering going on see a lot there's already been a lot of planting we've already planted a lot of seeds i believe in a lot of people's lives i believe everybody just about has some kind of seed planted in their lives about god but right now Everybody is just watering, 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 watering. And we may not see a thousand people get saved on, on our Facebook page. But I promise you, and I guarantee you, within time, because we keep watering, we keep coming to you, we keep loving you, we keep helping you, we, we come at you and, and, and bless you and care for you and do what we can for you, I promise the fruit will come. The fruit will come. A harvest is coming revival is coming come on somebody put in in the notes down there uh uh revival is coming or we want revival whatever you want to say about revival put it down there speak a word of prophecy out into the atmosphere because i truly believe that all this time that we're getting closer to god and i'm going to play it when we get back you know that Mandisa said said to us on our, our, our fourth anniversary that as you get away from each other, she said, You'll, you get away from each other and have revival when you come back, corporate revival will explode. And I believe that and I know what's about to happen. True champions, true champions know that pain is seasonal. Whenever they go through the summertime and it's time to hit back to, to camp, working out, it hurts. They do them two a days and three days in the football field, and, and it's just exhausting and tiring. They're in so much pain, and they're, 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 they're you know they're they're putting you know uh, all kind of stuff on them to, to help them with that, and they're they're icing down and all this kind of stuff. But they know that it's only going to be for a season because after a while their muscles are going to get used to it, right? And they're going to get better. And that pain is a passageway to the promotion of them getting better. Pain is a passageway to your promotion. When you go through pain, your anointing increases. If we would just understand the significance of that, 
that when we go through pain and we are faithful in the painful times, that your anointing increases. You're, you're getting closer to God. What we have to do is assign a name to our pain. Don't ever go through a painful time that you don't assign a name to it. What do you mean? Like, like signing a name to a hurricane? No, 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 no. What I mean is like during that painful time, I learned forgiveness. During that painful time, I learned faithfulness. During that painful time, I realized that I don't, that, 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 I, that, that I don't need those type of friends. During that painful time, I learned to hang on to, 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 to what God's done for me. During that painful time, I learned victory. Whatever that, assign a name to your pain. And if you, if you got painful times that are still hurtful to you, go back and assign a name to that pain. Because when you do that, and then that pain comes up, it's not painful. It's a learning situation. And you've learned from that. Hallelujah. I'm being blessed. Because <laughs> I've had some painful times in my life, and I have went back and assigned names to a lot of them. And now when those pains come up, I don't look, it don't hurt anymore as bad. Now it just looks like that was a pathway to promotion. Wow. That's good. Pain is your pathway to promotion. That just hit me just then like it hadn't before. Number three. Faithfulness in having faith. See, he is he who has never truly um, doubted has never truly believed. If you never doubted God, then you never really believed in God. <laughs> Come on, let's just be real. I don't care if you're a pastor. I don't care if you're Billy Graham. At some point in time, you have doubted God because we're human. And we just doubt God. We're like, God, what? what? Really? Are you for real? Come on, God. Let's do it. Really? There's a, a man in the Bible that, that doubted God in, in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, he wanted his son healed. And he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. It's okay to go to God and say, God, I need healing in this situation, and I believe you can heal me. But I got a little bit of unbelief about it. Help me with my unbelief. Because if you keep reading in that scripture, you'll find out that because of his, his honesty, God healed his son. So whatever you're going through, and you feel like, God, I, I don't know if, we're going to, if I'm going to be okay after all this is over. You know, I lost my job or, or, or didn't make it or didn't get a, a, a stimulus check or whatever. And I don't know, God, I believe you. I believe you're Jehovah Jireh, my provider. But Lord, help my unbelief. Somebody needs to pray that. Somebody's doubting God right now a little bit in some areas of your life. And you just need to, you need to say that, God, I believe you. I believe you, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Wafa, Jehovah M. Kaddish, Jehovah Shalom, my peace. But God, I just, I, I have a little bit of unbelief in me, and I, I need you to help me. You can't help, you can't keep doubt from coming. 
but you can deal with doubt when it comes. You can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you ain't got to let the bird come settle in, settle in your hair and, and make a nest and, and, and crack an egg. Well, I'm, I almost have hair now. My hair's getting so long. Uh, I'm, I'm about to look like a hippie up here. You know, all my sideburns pop, popping out and, and my hair growing all the way up here. Can y'all see how much my hair grown? But, I, but if a bird, I don't have to let a bird sit on, sit on my head and, and build a nest and, and, and hatch another egg. You can't help temptation from coming, but you can deal with it. You can't help the pain from coming, but when it comes, you can deal with it. You can't help doubt from coming, but when it comes, you can deal with it. And finally, number four, faithfulness. When my commitments become costly. Oh, my, my, my. Everybody's committed till it costs something. You click on that page and it says, you know, hey, get your free years, whatever. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm clicking. Oh, I'm going to share and I'm going to share and I'm going to click. And then for $19.95, oh, I'm out. So if it costs you something, all of a sudden, we don't want to be faithful no more, right? When you're working with, when you're going with God and all of a sudden you hit a little bump and your Christianity causes, causes somebody to talk about you, oh, okay, I didn't sign up for this. Whenever you're, 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 you're serving God and, and it costs a little pain, it costs a little turmoil, it costs a little weakness, it costs a little, little, it costs something, it costs you friends because you're trying to live a life that you should live now and you're losing friends because of it and it's costing you something, all of a sudden you want to back out. I don't, I'm not sure about this. It costs you, it costs you flesh. We, we serve God and because we serve God and it starts costing us the pleasure of our flesh, all of a sudden, but I really like that. I don't, I'm not ready to give that up yet. Wow. Matthew chapter 10, verse 21 says, when, I, I love this. It says, when people realize that it's a living God that you are presenting and not some idol that makes them feel good, they're going to turn on you. Even people in your own family. There is great irony here. Proclaiming so much love. Experiencing so much hate. But don't quit. Don't cave in. It is all well worth it in the end. It is not success that you are after in such times of but survival. Be survivors. Before you've run out of options, the Son of Man will have arrived. We got to survive. And then when we feel like, man, there's no other option, then, then all of a sudden he shall appear. Because no temptation is going to be taking us with such as common a man, and God is faithful. So here as I close, let me just say that pray when you don't feel like praying. Read your word when you feel like not reading your word and you don't feel like it. Be a leader when you're bored out of your mind and nobody appreciates you. Keep believing when everything inside of you says there's no really reason to believe anymore. There's no really reason to, to keep going on. There's no reason to, to keep moving forward. Keep believing. Keep moving forward. Keep being faithful. Keep paying the private prices of your faith even when people around you are not. Because when we get finished with this, they're going to fall like flies. Everybody loves Jesus right now. But once they get a taste back of, of their life 
and, and, and living on themselves and not needing God no more, they're going to fall. And it's our job to keep pushing forward. And it's our job to keep reminding them where God brought them from. It's our mind to keep watering that seed. Don't forget what God did for you. Don't think you got it on your own again now. Because if it's not the coronavirus, it's going to come. Something else is going to happen. From this point on forward, we're going to start facing things in our life and, and in our church and our society that's going to try to clip us up. And it's a last-ditch effort for the enemy to try to get us to fall from our faith and fall away from God. Keep faithful, even when nobody else sees it. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Be faithful. Be faithful to God. We're at that point right now, I'm telling you, there's a lot of you right here that's thinking, man, whew. And I promise you, once you go back to work, once you go back to the movies, once you go back to the parks, once you go back to the beaches, once you go back to, 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 to the banks, and once you go back to, to, to doing all the things that we did before, man, faithfulness is going to flee. So make a decision right now. Make a proclamation right now. I will be faithful. Go ahead and say it. So you can go back and look at this, pod, this podcast, this, this live later on, and you can say, I said I was going to be faithful. I wrote it down. Write it on another piece of paper. Write it on your window, um, uh, your mirror in your bathroom. I will be faithful. I will not go back to the way I was. Why would you go back? Because the way you were, you know what? You depended on your money. You depended on society. You depended upon your job, your fame, your fortune. You depended upon your cars. You depended upon people. You, just, you, you depended upon everything. Finally, God's got you where, where you're dependent upon Him. And you're going to give all that up for a little bit of flesh pleasure? For a little bit of, of individuality? loves you and he is faithful the rudest thing we can do the rudest thing that you can do that I can do is not be faithful to someone who has been faithful to us every minute every second every hour of every day but every time you turn around they're still there they're faithful to you and that's what God has done I pray that you be faithful to him. And I want to thank you today for being faithful here in church. You're coming online. You're inviting people. Our, our online presence is growing because of your faithfulness. We're able to minister to more people because you've been faithful. Thank you for your faithful giving. We're a little behind this month right now, but hey, we got a couple more weeks. We're going to believe, hey, God's faithful. A lot of pastors really freak out during these times. And I don't know, I've either got to freak out or I've got to have faith. We're just going to have faith. God, exceedingly abundantly above what I ask. Keep being faithful to your friends. Keep reaching out. I see some of you putting on Facebook and putting pictures of people in the church and pictures of your friends and, and saying how much you miss them, how much you love them. Don't ever let that stop. I don't care how... how how much you see them after this is over. Keep letting them know that you love them. Keep letting them know that you care. Keep inspiring love, life, and relationships. I'm done. But I don't want to get off because I want to be with you. Because I'm not with you. Except for when I'm doing lives. And I come on during the week at different times 
trying to, to minister to you at different times and stuff, but, but um, I just feel, I feel God's presence, man, and I just feel his touch, and I, I feel like this is ministered to you today. And I really believe that some of you are going to continue to be faithful from this point on. Why? Because I believe in you. I believe in you. And God believes in you. And you're going to be faithful. God's going to help you through this, and it's going to be okay. Let me pray with you before I go. And I, I haven't been able to read them, but I put my Facebook page up here just so I can see the comments flowing. And we know we're trying to reach 500 comments and because the, so the algorithms will pick up and and uh, and y'all were ministering and y'all weren't, y'all weren't just making comments y'all were y'all were speaking y'all were speaking life y'all were commenting y'all were worshiping y'all were praising praise God for that <clears throat> there I just look over and see them see the hearts and see that stuff and man and it just encourages me and, and keeps me just just wants to keep them right on going before I go let me pray for you don't forget put online just just type the word zoom if you're interested in an after party next week we may have an after party so about 15 to 20 minutes after this is after service is over i'm going to i'm going to put a link at the bottom and we can have up to 100 people in there we can't see see each other but we can see each other's faces through technology I, and we're not i'm not going to preach we're just going to say hey i miss you i love you what's up you know laugh at each other <laughs> whatever we want to do have fun pick and play and enjoy each other if you're interested just just type zoom but um if you're not that's fine I'll keep going live, and you can keep seeing me and minister one another that, that way. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I, uh, I sit, I guess, right now, Father, in awe of who you are. On how you constantly, week after week, you, you speak your word, and you bring scriptures to light that, that we didn't see in that way. And you're always faithful, and when we get down and we get out, you're always faithful, and you're faithful in forgiving us. You're faithful in your mercies that are new every morning and your love and your compassions. They fail not. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, I pray that you help me as pastor to be faithful to you and to your people and especially to my calling. God, help us all to be faithful and continue to be faithful to water the seeds to those other people around us that we're that we're sharing these, these, these posts, God, constantly so that uh, others can see it as well and that we plant more seeds and plant more seeds. Because God, in my spirit, mind, Father, for the first time in my life, I truly see a harvest in my, in my spirit. I truly see a harvest. I truly see a supernatural revival happening in my mind, in my spirit. I know it's going to come to pass, Lord. Thank you, God. I pray that everybody's watching, God, that you give them that dream, you give them that vision, let them see the harvest that's white. And when we come back to, when we come back to church, Lord, send people to our house here that are willing to serve because the harvest that we're going to have and the harvest that these other churches are going to have send, send people to them as well God because of the fact that we got to have laborers that are faithful you mean everything to me God you are my El Shaddai the almighty one you are my peace 
You're my comfort. You're my shelter. The only time that I truly have peace, Lord, is when I'm in your presence. Thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.